Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member. For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details. Evelyn and her magic violin city. <laughs> the Fred Allen Show with Fred's guest Gregory Rattoff, Portland Hopper, Minerva Pius as Mrs. Nussbaum, the DeMarco sisters, and Al Goodman and his orchestra. And if you ever want to have me paid, my name is Kenny Delmar. Tonight, we bring you the man of the year for 1929, a bad year. And here he is, Fred Allen. You know, everybody from Missouri is coming to Washington. Covered wagons are leaving Kansas City on the half hour. (laughs) Well, who's left in Missouri, Fred? Well, nobody, Kenny. Next year, Missouri isn't going to bother electing a governor. They're just going to hire a caretaker to walk through the state with a lantern one night a week, I hear. <laughs> Our friends in Allen's Alley will be nickel to death to see us tonight. Have you a question? Wait a minute, let me read that again. <laughs> Our friends will be nickel to death. No, it's the line. I thought it was my reading. Well, Portland. Well, Portland. We'd be, we'd be better off just showing up with some blank paper here. <laughs> And so our question tonight is, how do you feel about Mayor LaGuardia's return to private life? Shall we go? As the man said when he saw the lighted cigarette on the floor, let's step on it. Gosh, Portland, it's good to be back in Allen's Alley. Well, let's see what Titus Moody is up to tonight. Howdy, bub. <laughs> hey, Mr. Moody, you, you look shorter tonight. First time I ever wore a union suit and stockings. Well, what, uh, what makes you look shorter? Try and keep up my stockings. Your stockings? Yeah. This little door hangs down on the back of the union suit. <laughs> and uh, when I button that door on my stockings, yes. it pulls me down, puts into me. <laughs> Well, Mr. Moody, what do you think about Mayor LaGuardia leaving office? Why, he's been a good mayor, what there is of him. (laughs) But what kind of work do you think he should go in for? He'd be a good man on the farm, Bub. Well, how do you mean? He's the only man I know that can milk a cow standing up. (laughs) Tell me, Mr. Moody, do you think the mayor is sorry to go? Just how it feels, bud. You do, huh? Yeah. I used to be mayor in my town. You were the mayor? Yeah. But I wasn't no LaGuardia. You mean, uh... After working around the farm for 30 years... Yes? I didn't smell like no little flower. Hold on, now. <laughs> it's too bad Mr. Moody isn't sheriff. He could pinch himself and see if he's awake. Well, let's see what happens at this next house. 
Tell me, Mrs. Nussbaum, how do you feel about Mayor LaGuardia leaving, uh, retiring from City Hall? I imagine about Mayor LaGuardia's farewell poem. Or farewell poem. How does your ode to the mayor go? I'm reciting it. Fine. The time is coming, Fiorello, to saying goodbye to you. For 12 long years in office, progress was your goal. But there is yet a housing shortage, and the subway fell in the hole. <laughs> On your radio program Sunday, you were in a fighting mood, crashing down on gamblers and cookies, shouting patience with fortitude. You explained to us the OPA, told us bargains to get by nature, gave recipes for parts of the zoo. You also read Dick Tracy. <laughs> to City Hall you are leaving. To you are happy with Goodbye, dear Mayor Lagarde. Good luck, sir, Mazeltoff. <laughs> and as the sun, as the sun slowly sinks behind our beloved mayor, we say adieu to City Hall and turn to the five DeMarco sisters. The girls accompanied by Maestro Al Goodman and the staff sanitation department symphony sings, Let It Snow. <laughs> Farmer Fusiliers have just played a few sweet bars of symphony. And now, uh, say, Portland. Yes? Have you an aspirin? An aspirin? Something's wrong with my stomach. If you button your coat, nobody will notice it. Now, wait. <laughs> Never mind that Eddie Chandler comedy. I am in agony. But what's wrong? Well, tomorrow night, I am going on information, please, with Gregory Rakoff. You know, the big director at 20th Century Fox? And yesterday, Mr. Ratoff gave me two passes for the Roxy Theater to see the new 20th Century Fox picture, Leave It to Heaven. It was wonderful. Technicolor and everything. How did you get sick? Well, after I left the Roxy, Mr. Ratoff invited me to meet him for a Russian dinner at a little restaurant in the village called the Chocolate Candy. 
Well, I went down to the Shashlik shanty. As I walked in the door, the gypsy orchestra was just finishing a number. They had a noisy clientele at the shanty. Well, as I looked, as I looked around, I heard a voice saying, Waiter, I want this dinner to be colossal, terrific, sensational. Anything else, sir? Yes. Also, the food could be sweet to eat. <laughs> Gregory Rattor. Say, <laughs> so you, uh, you look excited, Gregory. I am just ordering the dinner. And how I'm looking forward to it, Gregory. Fred, have you ever eaten a Russian meal? Plenty of food, huh? A Russian banquet is like a six-day bicycle race, only with Thomas. Only with Thomas. Well, what happened? Well, before the dinner starts, we drink a toast to the test. Fine. Then we are drinking a toast to each individual guest. I see. Next, the toast to all of the friends of the guests who are not there at the banquet. That's a nice gesture. Then we drink a toast to the friends of the friends who are not there. Say, this sounds like a testimonial dinner to W.C. Field. <laughs> How many more toasts are there? Well, we drink a toast to all of the toasts we have drunk. And then the banquet begins. You start with the food, eh? Yeah. First, you are getting the zakit. In English, it is hors d'oeuvre. Uh, caviar? Ah, caviar is for the waiter. <laughs> oh, I see. Yeah, the guests are having pickled mushrooms, pickled milk, pickled cabbage, pickled herring, pickled pancakes, pickled eggs, and pickled conquest. Pickle come quite, eh? Well, after all those toasts, the guests uh, must be pickled, too. <laughs> Tell me, what, uh, what comes next? All kind of soup. What kind? Uh, pork. Pork? You see, pork is a big soup with sour cream. I see. <laughs> well, what is that smetana with sour cream? That is sour cream with, on the top, more sour cream. <laughs> Well, fine, sir. Tell me, do you, do you have faith with a Russian dinner? First, they are serving you two big cucumbers. This must be. It's a tradition. You have to have two big cucumbers, eh? For why? Well, for this, you are getting on the plate a live surgeon. A live surgeon? Yeah. You are beating the surgeon to death with a two cucumber. <laughs> <laughs> this is some dinner. Well, for the next course, the meat... You are standing up. You're standing up. Well, what, what is the meat cord? Take polar bear in the jacket. <laughs> polar bear in the jacket, eh? And you say you have to stand? Well, the bear is served reading up on his hind legs with kidney juice. <laughs> well, don't tell me that each diner gets an individual polar bear. Oh, no, no. It is four people to a bear. Oh, Four people to a bear. Yeah. You start with the bear feet and you reach it up as far as you can reach. <laughs> a short guest is out of luck, then. Well, it? it's better to be tall. But it's farther up on the bear. Well, what comes with the bear, Gregory? Oh, all kinds of side pieces, you know, will omelet, uh -huh. boiled potatoes with raspberry jam, yeah. raw eggplant, walrus and casserole, penguin gratin, fat roast topped with meatballs, and back with cake, with plenty of corn syrup. This ends the meal? Oh, no, no. After this, you're heading to dessert. Oh, dessert? Well, what, uh, what is dessert? A loaf of pumpernickel floating lazily in a chicken bowl of honey. 
Yum, yum. Well, on the top of the bumper, Nico, is a big job of whipped cream. Oh, that's fine. Well, this you are walking down with a piping hot glass of tea. Say, a Russian dinner must be wonderful, Gregory. What are we having here at the Shashlik Shanty tonight? Ham and eggs. <laughs> Ham and eggs? Ah, that Russian food ruins my stomach. I'm always taking Alka-Seltzer. Oh. <laughs> really? How do people in Russia know about Alka-Seltzer? Lemblis. Oh, Lemblis. <laughs> You and I are going to be on information, please, tomorrow night. Greg, I wonder what questions they'll ask you. Ah, who knows? I hope it is something about Russia and the deep sea. Well, Russia is certainly progressing. They're copying American mass production methods, automobiles, iceboxes. Russia is behind the times in only one thing, the radio. You mean they have no radio programs over there like ours? When I go to Russia, I would like to take some American patterns with me. Say, that's a great idea. American radio should be a novelty in Russia. Say, how about the smiling Irishman? Do you think the smiling Irishman would suffer in the translation? Suffer in the translation? <laughs> well, in Russia, you might have to call him the snickering Siberian, <laughs> the chuckling Caucasian, or the jolly Georgian. But here's a commercial, Gregory. Let's see how the smiling Irishman would sound in Moscow. <laughs> Дорогие друзья и товарищи, мамочка моя дорогая, это ваш старый друг и приятель. Если вам нужны деньги, привозите вас в Эмвалей. И помните, что у вас нет всегда Юстар. И от меня вы всегда получите Тап-Прайсер. Не забывайте, что я переехал в новое место, куда вы можете приехать на вашем автомобиле 271 витрина в бульвар Синдебак. Не забывайте вашего старого друга за нашим битвоколами по Tell me, what other type program do you think they might like in Russia? News commentators. You know, the Russians are crazy about the gossip. Well, for gossip, there's only one guy. Now, here's how he might sound in Russia. Good evening, Mr. and Mrs. Soviet Russia and all the autonomous republics. This is your Moscow correspondent, Waldovich Winchelkovich. Let's go to press. Moscow, Russia. What assistant district manager of what factor combine is making a fool of himself over that little blonde steel cuddler from Kharkov? <laughs> they were seen necking near the Nipa Hydroelectric Dam Friday night. More power to them. <laughs> it's a blessed event for the Sergei Menshevik. He is the former Miss Collective Farms for 1937. He is the crossword puzzle editor and financial advisor of Pravda. <laughs> An office of plant superintendent S. Tarnovsky. He is responsible for this month's sensational 30% rise in the production of Balalaika Pick. <laughs> this is the same Tarnovsky who only last year won the Shostakovich Award for his outstanding work on Trombone Val. <laughs> and now to answer the mail as the time allows, Nikolai Petrovich. 327 Potemkin Plaza, Smolensk. So are you, comrade. <laughs> well, that's all for tonight, Tavaraki. This is Mr. and Mrs. Winchelkovich's boy, Moldovich, saying, be proud you are a Russian. Because when you are a Russian, you are a Russian. <laughs> well, 
that should keep Moscow up to date, Gregory. You know, I wonder if that was the same little stupid from Harkov who went to the Dnieper down with me in 1912. Oh, no, no, he couldn't be. He'd be 85 years old now. Oh, man. <laughs> well, Gregory, can you think of any other American programs the Russian folks would go for? Yes, Fred. Serials. Serials? You really think they like serial programs over there? With all that suffering and tragedy, they will just go crazy for the serial, Fred. Really? A true Russian is never so happy as when he's unhappy. Well, all right, Gregory. <laughs> now, here is how a Russian serial might sound. Present just plain Misha. When we left just plain Misha yesterday, he was in a sorry plight. He had 24 hours to decide whether he should marry Masha Kosovkin, the poor little gypsy girl who saved his life when his threshing machine bundled him into a bale of hay. <laughs> or marry wealthy Sonia Grumpton, daughter of Commissar Grumpton. Life with Masha will be poverty, black bread and skimmed milk. Life with Sonia will be luxury. Kelsa water, anchovies, and rich food. It is hard to choose. Today we find just plain Nisha at the door of Master Kosovsky's hut. Nisha knocks. Nisha opens the door. Nisha! Master! <laughs> Come in, Nisha. Pachiba, Master. The family is all here waiting, Nisha. Waiting for what, Martha? The inevitable. In Russia, what else is there to wait for? Yeah, only the inevitable. Nisha, Nisha. Nisha, Martha. Oh, oh. Who is morning, Martha? Grandpa Boris, the old one. His leg is in the fire. Why doesn't he move? Why doesn't he move? Why should he move? He lives here. True, Master. Oh, oh. Grandpa Boris is morning to drink. There's other legs in the fire. <laughs> he is cremating himself. At least he is warm. Leave him. You have plenty of trouble, Master. Trouble, Mister. There is no food. The mice are eating each other. A man just took out of the oven. It is Uncle Igor. We are having him for dinner. <laughs> Everything is trouble, Mister. I have more trouble for you, Master. More trouble, Mister? Yes, Master. Our wedding is off. I am going to marry Sonia. Well, life is a pill you swallow it. Drink a glass of tea, Mister. I am drinking, Master. Now you are having trouble, Mister. Trouble, Master? The tea is poison, Mister. A black year on you, Master. <laughs> you are angry, Mister. Serving me poison tea I could overlook. Damn, Mister. But this is Rosa. When you serve tea without lemon, you should drop dead. I will. Thank you. Goodbye, Bublitsky, and I'll miss you, Martha. Well, those serials would be great in Russia, Gregory. People would be killing themselves off. You'd have a new family on the air every other day. Well, I guess that takes care of most of your problems, Greg, old boy. Just one more thing, Fred. Another program? Jingles. I would like to introduce some of these singing jingles to Russia. All right. When jingles hit the Moscow Network, you'll hear something like this. Coca-Cola is a new drink that is good for the proletariat. For only a ruble, you get a lot. 
Mossier heard the joyous carol singing that one that was Riff Staccato. Now Duke Ellington's vocalist Albert Hibbert to the microphone with Johnny Hodges in the alto saxophone background. Every hour on the hour. <laughs> Albert Hitler. Now, this next one is not a novelty tune. This title certainly is. Here comes Harlem Airship.
Ohio, ready for some quick mental health facts? Let's go. Nearly 2 million Ohioans live with a mental health condition. In the U.S., more than 50% of people will be diagnosed with a mental illness in their lifetime. Depression is a leading cause of disability worldwide. So why are some of us still stigmatizing people living with a mental health condition when we know all of this? Let's listen to the facts and beat the stigma. Ohio, challenge what you know about mental health at beatthestigma.org.